Have you ever wondered what hospitals would look like with robots moving about, hunting, gathering, bringing supplies so that the humans didn't have to do it? Well, join us today as we talk about this, and you're going to learn exactly why the use of robotics in hospitals is increasing at an incredible rate, and I think you're going to be fascinated. Hello from sunny Austin, Texas, and welcome to the Healthcare Soothsayer podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bonnie Clipper, and yes, I am a nurse. I have worked for more than 30 years as a nurse, chief nurse executive, innovation strategist, and speaker. I am grateful for the opportunities to have created nationally recognized programs and for building the framework to bring 4 million nurses from across the country into the innovation space. I get to connect regularly with healthcare leaders and frontline professionals to talk about ways to improve patient outcomes, access, cost efficiencies, and clinical workflows. I have taken the message of Nursing Innovation International and look forward to continuing this message to transform healthcare. This podcast will bring you thought leaders and ideas that you may not have heard otherwise. This is their opportunity to share with you what they see in their crystal ball through their unique lens and perspective in healthcare and what we can anticipate as a result. Welcome to Healthcare Soothsayers. Our guest today is Dr. Andrea Tomaz, the co-founder and CEO of Diligent Robotics. Welcome, Andrea. Thanks, Bonnie. It's great to be here. I am so excited to be talking with you today. I love the work that you're doing. And you have created something incredible. And due to the workforce challenges, I think this is quickly becoming essential. Can you talk to us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, happy to. Um, so I'm a I, I'm a roboticist by training, and you know, for years I was a robotics professor, um, most recently at UT Austin in the engineering department. And I started this company, Diligent Robotics, um, four and a half years ago at this point with one of my PhD students, Vivian Chu. And you know, we really work on robots that can work side by side with people. So collaborative robots, and you know, we focus on teamwork and how robots can really fit into teams and work side by side with teams. And we became really motivated after some research that we did really back in 2016. We followed nurses around and we were, we'd heard that there was a lot of fetching and gathering and, you know, needing to focus on nurses and clinicians performing at the top of their license. And, you know, we were engineers that didn't really know what any of that meant. So we spent 150 hours watching what people meant by fetching and gathering. And after that time period, we just became so motivated to help. And we said, gosh, there's, there's a lot of things that are just delivery tasks that could be automated with the robots that we, that we build today. And so that's the mission we've been on. I, you know what? That's awesome because in nursing, you've been out there and, you, and you've witnessed this firsthand, but we do so much hunting and gathering and our hospitals aren't designed well. Our supply rooms aren't designed well. The layout and spacing of where supply closets are or linen carts or medication rooms, it, it doesn't lend itself to easily 
obtaining what you need just to do your job. And, and our job in nursing is important, right? It's providing patient care. So how did you figure out how you can create a, a robot? And tell us a little bit about who you created and how that's helping. Yeah. So our product is Moxie. Uh, it's a robot that we call it a point to point delivery robot. So one of the things that we saw when we were doing those initial observations and uh, initial research in hospitals kind of side by side with nursing teams is there's a lot of different kinds of fetching and gathering and tasks that are happening. Some of it's like within your unit, you're kind of running to the supply closet or you're running to the medicine room and it's, you know, 10 feet away from you, 50 feet away from you. But sometimes you're running all the way down to pharmacy because there's a med that can't go in the tube system, or you're running all the way down to lab because there's a sample that you can't put in the tube system, or you're running over to central supply because, you know, you're, par level is down and it's something that's not like regularly stocked on your unit. And so it was those ad hoc things that you had to go all the way across the hospital and, and, and go away from your units, you know, step away from your patients, you know, hand off your patients to a colleague. That was the thing that we saw that was really ripe for automation today. So Moxie does these ad hoc deliveries. So we can, we map the entire hospital and, and set down waypoints in all of these kind of key locations so that people can send Moxie on delivery tasks and you know, really look for everything that today is being hand carried around a hospital. Those are opportunities for things that, that Moxie could take on. So talk a little bit about what you feel like the best use case is particularly today as we are facing a workforce shortage of literally every discipline. So how do you see Moxie kind of acting as a force multiplier to help not only relieve these very low value yet essential tasks for nurses, what do you see as really those top couple of use cases where Moxie could be deployed in a, in a hospital? Yeah. Now that's been one of the most exciting things because I think it's a, you know, it's a robot. It's a, it's a pretty generic use case, you know, delivering from point to point. And now that we've gotten out in, you know, we're in hospitals across the whole country at this point, and we're really starting to see some common use cases. And um, some of the, some of Moxie's greatest hits are pharmacy. So really helping with do not tube medications and medications that aren't kind of stopped, stocked um, in your automatic, um, in your Pixis or your, or your Omnicell on the unit. And so these are things where pharmacy is short staffed. They don't have runners and you know, nurse, it's a, you see a lot more these days, nurses having to run down and get that um, or a pharmacy tech or sometimes a pharmacist. And so we're seeing a lot of pharmacy optimization with Moxie. Um, and the other big one that I would say over half of the sites that Moxie's in, one of the you know, favorite use cases for nursing is um, teleboxes. So you know, patients that are being monitored in oh, the monitoring unit. Yeah. It's often the nurse that has to run down to central monitoring to grab that tele box and put it on your patient. And that's a very stressful time because you have to get it on the patient within 30 minutes of um, admission or faster. I mean, really, as soon as that box can get on the patient, the you know better 
outcomes and patient safety you have. And so we've been able to take on a huge number of telebox deliveries, both on admission and discharge. And that just kind of takes that off of the plate of nurses. Now, is there is there a use case around something like, um, I'm just trying to think about, in pharmacy world, we utilize pharmacy techs who are incredibly helpful, and we use them quite often to make these unit-based deliveries uh, literally on a shift-by-shift basis to restock, mm-hmm. uh, or quite often they are running up a new round of antibiotics or things of that nature, um, depending on the timing. Are there use cases whereas we could actually reduce slash eliminate the need for humans to be making those trips and then upscale those humans and upskill them with their knowledge base so that we could free them up to become imaging techs or surgical techs or nurses or train them to do something that we are so super short of. Is there a way that we can kind of begin to program that in how hospitals think about MOXIE? Absolutely. And I, you know, that's the exact kind of um, roadmap that we're seeing with a lot of the pharmacies that we're working with and a lot of the pharmacists that we're working with is, you know, a lot of times that running or those rounding or the, you know, kind of ad hoc deliveries are happening with pharmacy techs, but there's a lot of other things that are more highly skilled than running around the hospital that a pharmacy tech is trained to do and can provide a lot of value in the pharmacy if we can, you know, use robots to do that running. Um, So an infusion running between pharmacy and infusion clinics is another great example. So those are, you know, meds that are mixed uh, just in time for a patient and have to be run right away. And so that's a great opportunity for the people in the pharmacy to be focused on getting those meds mixed the way they're supposed to be for the patient and let a robot run it over. Yeah, I love that. It, it just makes so much sense because we do need help with the workforce. So utilizing Moxie as a force multiplier is a very, very powerful use case. Can you tell us, Andrea, talk a little bit about the, this mapping process that you described. How does Moxie know how to leave the pharmacy and how to get up to Five North? Yeah, great question. So I think this is one of the things that we realized right away. And you know, it kind of goes back to, um, you were mentioning earlier, how the hospital building doesn't always feel like it's laid out the way it's supposed to be for some workflows. And I think you know, it probably was one day initially, and like there was an initial kind of workflows for all of the different clinical, um, you know, clinical things that need to happen. It all made sense one day, but then you know, things change over time, and so it gets less efficient when you know something's moved or or, or something's changed. And so we knew that it was going to be important to have the AI software capability for Moxie to be able to be flexible to like learn about what the hospital's like today, but then change if anything needs to change. And so what happens is we bring Moxie into the hospital first day, drive it around. Literally with a PlayStation controller, you're kind of driving the robot around and showing it by demonstration. Here's all the places you're going to need to go in this hospital. Here's where you're going to need to work. Um, And then after driving the robot around everywhere, every nook and cranny, the cameras and LIDAR on the robot build a map uh, of of the environment. And then you can look at that map and it's a lot like 
a you know sending a, a map to a friend about how to get somewhere, we can drop down pins on that map and give different places on the map names. We can say this is the blood bank, this is the infusion clinic, this is where you should come if you're going to get things from the pharmacy, and you know that is something that that the the clinicians get to decide. And we we have a, a process of kind of onboarding Moxie and saying, okay, where are all the places that you're going to want Moxie to go to and from? And that's the thing that is very flexible. So we can add, we can remove, we can change. Um, for example, during the pandemic, we saw that how PPE was being distrib- distributed hospital-wide would change from a week-to-week basis. And so all the hospitals that we were working at the time had to do was change Moxie's start point of, okay, when somebody requests PPE, now come over here, don't go over there. And so it became really easy to Mm. kind of flexibly change some of those workflows. That's amazing. Now you used a term that not everyone may be familiar with, LIDAR. Can you explain that? Yeah. So that's just a sensor that's on the the robot. It's, it's actually exactly, if you've ever seen um, autonomous cars driving around, they've got a little spinny thing on the top of the car. That's also a LIDAR. Um, It's a, it's, it's shooting something out. It's shooting light out in the world and waiting for it to bounce off of a wall or surface and, um, and, measuring how far away that surface is based on how long it takes that to come back. And so that's what lets the robot build that map of where all the walls and door and doorways are in the environment. Okay. So Moxie is a robot. Robots are on time for work. They don't get sick. They don't take PTO. Does Moxie sleep? Uh, so robots do have batteries. So that's the, that's the thing that, that Moxie needs to do. So we deploy robots in a minimum size, a fleet size of two, because we want to be sure to have the 24 seven operation. And so each of the robots needs to do a deep charge for two hours a day. And so they, they stagger that those two hours in the kind of wee hours of the night so that you have 24 seven covered coverage. But yeah, those are the only times that the robot, each robot is offline for two hours. I would love to get some of that Moxie DNA to only take two hours a day to deep recharge. I know, right? (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So I'm kind of wondering here, Moxie shows up in the hospital. How do people respond? Um, It's really interesting. So we've come, uh, we've learned that um, it's a good idea to work with our clients on an introduction process. Um, And often we have some really strong nurse leading nurse leader champions that have kind of helped us design the program and and kind of decided what, what Moxie's coming to do. And so we'll have a rounding process. And so we do a rounding with the day shift and rounding with the night shift um, with the leadership team. And they basically introduce Moxie to the staff, like, look, who's joining your team. And and it really gives that leadership team. Mm, I love that. Yeah. They get to say like, Hey, here's what we're bringing Moxie onto the team for. We don't want you running around. We want those kind of low level delivery tasks to be offloaded and automated. And we want you focused on patient care. Um, So yeah, that's usually how we get introduced to the hospital, but um, it's always funny to see people's reactions. And I think everyone's sort of cautiously like, wait, I mean, I'm going to work with a robot. What? And um, but it's, it's fun. I think people have a lot of, uh, the other thing we hear is that 
you know, right now and for the last few years, it's been just a really hard time to work in a hospital. And I think in addition to, you know, offloading some of the work, um, Moxie is kind of fun to have around in the environment. So it just adds a little bit of levity to a kind of really serious time. Yeah, I bet that's the case. Now, where can people um, go to see Moxie? You you have a website, and we'll put this in the show notes as well, but where can people take a look at Moxie? Yeah, I mean, online, you'll find us on diligentrobots.com. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of, uh, I mean, we have a lot of hospital partners across the country now that if you find yourself in, in you know, visiting someone or visiting a hospital in LA, Chicago, Dallas, uh, in a couple of different places on the East Coast, there's, there's a lot of different opportunities to see Moxie. Now, does Moxie do roadshows? Does Moxie go to any conferences where people might be able to see Moxie in person? Yes, we had a great um, conference uh, in San Antonio. We went to the AONL um, conference, and that was actually our first roadshow. We hadn't taken Moxie on the road to a nursing conference before, and I think we will definitely do it again. We're uh, making plans to be at the ANC Magnet Conference as well. Oh, fantastic. That will be great for people to see Moxie. And of course, Moxie probably has a good time as well. Oh, yeah. Moxie has a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> spends, spends time in the booth, but maybe more uh, has more fun roaming the halls. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now I, I want to get back to kind of the, the serious part of the workforce challenges that, that we are seeing right now. So can you talk a little bit about future use cases for Moxie that may be able to help us with some of our workforce challenges? Yeah, I think that's what we're really excited about is as we are seeing more Moxie robots get out there in the world, we're taking new clients live about you know two to three sites per month now. And it's just giving us more of a view of what is really what's really needed. Like what are the common things? And we're hearing a lot from people like, okay, great. We've identified these things, but what are some of your other clients doing? Should we do those things too? So I think we're starting to see a lot of kind of cross-pollination between ideas of you know how to optimize telebox workflows, how to optimize, you know, getting insulin to patients if you don't want to put it in the tube system and things like that. This year in particular, we're really looking forward to seeing some of our first electronic medical record um, integrations and you know, being able to have Moxie do things automatically, I think is going to be a huge win for the clinical teams that are you know, already Moxie's taking off some of those delivery and transport times, but someone still has to make a request. It's kind of like you're calling an Uber and you have to tell Moxie, come here, get this thing for, and take it somewhere for me. Um, and whereas if it was it triggered by something clinical that's happening with the patient, you know, this, this patient has central monitoring or this patient needs insulin, that task could just happen automatically and then no one had to think about it. So we're going to be able to really automate more completely some of these workflows. That's incredible. And, and you're right. That's exactly where, where we need to go. Well, this has been amazing. And I am so grateful for you taking the time to be with us today, Andrea, on Healthcare Soothsayers podcast. You've provided a tremendous amount of education. And I hope this gets people excited about reaching out and learning more for their organization. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bonnie. It's been so great to, to chat with you. A lot of fun. And be sure to check out the show notes for this show to find Andrea 
and Moxie's contact information and to learn more about their work. Thanks so much for listening to Healthcare Soothsayers. I really do appreciate it. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and share it with your network. That is how we grow and learn. If you have ideas for show topics or guests, please reach out to me directly at ThoughtLeaderRN on Twitter. For information about this show or any of the others in the Touchpoint Media Network, please check them out at touchpoint.health.